I ask that you please stand as we read today's scripture lesson, which comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 21, verses 25 through 28. There will be signs in the sun, the moon, and the stars, and the earth distress among nations, confused by the roaring of the waves. People will faint from fear and foreboding of what is about to come upon the world, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. When they will see the Son of Man coming in from a cloud, with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to take place, stand up and raise your heads, because your redemption is near. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. Great. Friends, you may be seated. And I would invite you to join me in an attitude of prayer. Gracious and most heavenly Father, we come to you today because we long for you. We're homesick for you. So come and draw near to us. Open our ears. Open our hearts. That through this time, we might hear you speaking to us. For you, O God, are our rock and our salvation. Amen. Have you ever felt homesick? Being homesick is not just for kids. It's for adults, too. Okay, what I want us to do for the next 30 seconds, turn to a neighbor and share an experience of homesickness that you have had. Let's take 30 seconds and do that. Go. Okay, let's come back together. I hope you were able to think of an experience of homesickness you've had or maybe hear an account from someone close by. I've been thinking a lot about homesickness this week and I've been trying to rack my brain for a time uh, that I felt homesick. But all I could think about was a pandemic. Not COVID-19, but the pandemic of homesickness that I experienced as a camp counselor at Camp Horizon summers ago. I was a camp counselor for two years there, and uh, we trained for homesick campers because it was an inevitability that by the second night of camp, that was Tuesday night, there would be at least one camper in every group that was beginning to feel the pains of homesickness. And I quickly discovered the pattern that it was most often the kids who were away from home for the first time. Those were the ones that were experiencing the homesickness. They were the ones who were simply having a difficult time adjusting to an environment that was new and unfamiliar to them. They longed almost always for the familiarity of home. 
They longed to hear the familiar voice of their parents or guardian, the voice of familiar comfort that would remind them that even though they were in a far-off and unfamiliar place, they actually were, were not that far from home. When I think of homesickness, I think of our human longing for that which is familiar. We miss those places of familiar comfort when we are far away in unfamiliar places. Of course, new and unfamiliar places can be exciting too. That's why many of us love to travel. But new places can also leave us missing the familiarity of those people, those places, those traditions that we love. And if you have ever been away from home for the holidays like I have, you know this to be true. Have you ever felt homesick for God? Is it possible to feel homesick for God? I think it is. Sometimes God seems unfamiliar to us. Sometimes God feels mysterious, hard to recognize, hard to believe in, in the midst of our busy and chaotic lives. In times of newness and difficult circumstance, when we're trying to navigate the turbulent waters, we long for God to come close and remind us, just like a parent's voice can remind a young camper, that although we are in an unfamiliar and challenging place, we too are not so far from home. So like we've said earlier, today marks the beginning of Advent. And Advent is that four-week season before Christmas where we not only prepare our hearts for Christmas, but it's also a time where we remember how through the incarnation, that is the, 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 when God came down and was born in, in Jesus, we remember that God comes close to home. That's the title of our church-wide theme this year, Close to Home. Throughout this sermon series, we'll be talking a lot about home and different experiences of home and, and what it means to be far from home. And as we read the classic Advent text, which we'll do throughout the next few weeks, through this lens, we hope that you will feel the truths of this Christmas season drawing closer to home as you hopefully feel the presence of Christ drawing near to your own homes with the hope, peace, love, and joy of this season. Like I said, we will spend time in the familiar Christmas text. We will meet all the familiar characters like Mary and Joseph, John the Baptist, and Elizabeth. But today, we begin with a text that probably feels a little more unfamiliar to us. The passage that Trey read from Luke 21 feels less like a Christmas classic and more like a Halloween horror story, if you ask me. If it is familiar to us at all, it's because it uses that same terrifying and off-putting apocalyptic language that we encountered in the book of Revelation with our stewardship campaign just a few weeks ago. It is easy to wonder 
why this confusing, off-putting, apocalyptic text belongs in Advent at all. Truth be told, many of us, and I confess this is me too sometimes, would rather a text like this remain in the realm of unfamiliar. Let us just forget about it and skip to the good stuff. Because we want to hear about Mary and Joseph and the Magi. Well, I'm here to suggest to you today that this text from Luke 21 is actually a little more familiar to us than we think. In this text, Jesus speaks a prophecy about distress among nations, confusion caused by roaring seas, and people fainting from fear and foreboding for what is coming upon the world. Now, these things might just sound like the stuff of apocalyptic myth, things that might or might not happen, but I think we actually know these things a little all too well. For we know what distress among nations looks like, and we know how terror and violence causes people to flee from their homes to become refugees, seeking places of safety and home elsewhere. We know about confusion caused by roaring seas. We know the realities of climate change. We know that the seas are rising and are threatening to destroy homes and communities on the coast. And we're confused about what we're going to do about it. We know very well what it means for people to collapse under the weight of that which is coming upon the world. We've learned for nearly two years now with this COVID pandemic how fragile our existence is. And if you've been paying attention to the news this week, you've surely heard the foreboding predictions of what might come with this new COVID variant called Omicron. Now, let me be clear, I'm not here to suggest that we're living in the end times. I wouldn't do that. What I am suggesting, however, is that this apocalyptic and seemingly unfamiliar text does belong in Advent because it reminds us that the world that we live in is not yet as it should be. This text belongs in Advent because it reminds us that we are all homesick. Not for a place that feels familiar to us, but for a place we haven't even seen yet. Friends, let us not forget that Advent is not only about anticipating the birth of Jesus. It's not just about the nativity scene. It's about also looking forward in expectation to the second coming. Now we know a whole lot less about that and a whole lot less about what that will look like, but Advent is a time to remember that we are a people who cling to hope, who cling to hope that God has come close to our homes in Jesus Christ and will come close again, even when the world that feels familiar to us is so unfamiliar to the world that God intends. 
Now, of course, there is a lot of good in this world. We, we don't need to say today that everything is doom and gloom. Just this past week, we had that great opportunity on Thursday to remember all the rich blessings that we are grateful for. And, of course, there is much good and graciousness out there. And there is reason to rejoice and celebrate, for God is already with us. We do not live without God's grace. And yet we also remember today that those familiar experiences like fear and grief and distress are often also part of our human living. And so whenever we yearn for something more, whenever our spirits groan, whenever we wish for the world to be redeemed by God's grace, we experience homesickness. Whenever we yearn for the world to be made just, whenever we yearn for peace to flow freely like rivers, whenever we yearn for wholeness and healing for ourselves and for others, whenever we yearn for an end to all suffering and terror, whenever we yearn for a joy that is just as contagious as a pandemic, whenever we yearn for strangers to be turned into neighbors, whenever we yearn for the hospitals to be empty instead of full, whenever we yearn for holidays once again with our loved ones who have passed away, whenever we yearn for things to be made right and to be made well, we experience homesickness. Not for a home we are familiar with, but for a home that God is bringing close to us. Now, friends, I do not believe that this home will mean the end of the world as we know it. I do think it will mean, however, a renewing of our world. A renewing that has already begun because God has already come close to our homes. For all of the fearful imagery that we encounter in this Luke 21 text, the passage does not end in fear. It ends in hope. Stand up and raise your heads, Jesus says, because your redemption is drawing near. Advent is a time to remember that our redemption is drawing near. For Christ is drawing near. When what is familiar to us in this life and in this world reminds us of that terrifying first part of the passage, let us once more resolve to be a people who put their hope in the Christ who has come is coming to us now and will come again. For we live in a world of deep hope and also deep longing. So as we enter this season of Advent together, my hope and prayer for each and every one of us and for myself is that we would have the courage and the honesty to name the ways in which we are homesick for God and then to wait. Wait with expectant hope for Christ to come once more close to our homes. This is the promise of Advent. Thanks be to God.
Amen.